Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in here on a Wednesday afternoon. So Netflix did their big crackdown on the password sharing. Uh, We were victims of it. I had given my mom my password at some point because I think I set up her smart TV and I'm not on Netflix very often. I I just don't. And so we were both logged in for a while. And when I was home for Christmas, she said, yeah, I, I, I couldn't get in. She said, well, yeah, cause it's my account and I'm paying for it. So mm-hmm. she's the one that kicked off. This isn't working for us. What, what they are happy has happened. She's just not getting an account. She just doesn't <laughs> care. She just she doesn't use it enough either to justify no. the expense. Okay, she'll stick with the other stuff, Hulu and everything else she's got on her TV. Uh, nonetheless, Netflix gained 13 million new subscribers, which tells you how many people were password sharing and still wanted an account. Well, yeah, it, it, well, it kind of gives you some indication, but you figure how many of the people that were kicked off are like your mom. Who said, okay, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of convenient to have it, but now that they kicked me off, I'm not gonna spend the money. I would I would believe that the majority of people that they kicked off probably didn't get their own subscription. But 13 million of them did, which means you must have had 50 million people who were <laughs> who were using Netflix who didn't pay for it. And if you were one of those, I'm just curious to know how it works out locally, 913-586. 7798. Did you decide to go ahead and the person that got kicked off got their own account or not? You're right. I don't know. I wish I had the other number for yeah. how many people didn't. Of course, the story's not going to tell us that. I also wonder if this is going to change based on when something is coming to Netflix, whatever the show is that's going to do a new season or something like that. Like um, The Bear is on Hulu, you know, but if, if we were talking about Hulu instead, are there people who say, okay, I'm going to wait and get a subscription? when a series is out yeah and hulu's one i mean we full disclosure we get our regular tv we have hulu plus so we get our regular tv channels Mm -hmm. through hulu i can't get rid of it if i get rid of hulu i can't watch tv so Uh that that's kind of a big deal but yeah for people who just use the regular you know the whatever it is nine dollar a month hulu or thirteen dollars a month um they, they wouldn't be as affected by something like that and can drop an ad as you wish but they said that that 13 million people now puts Netflix at number one in the world. In terms of streaming services, they are out front by a lot. And it's, I feel like that's only going to grow. It seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, when I think of streaming services, Netflix is still the first one I think of. It sure. still seems to be the one. Um, and I need to look back at the Oscar nominations and see for the stuff that was only streaming where it was. Again, the first one that comes to mind for me is Society of the Snow, which was about the 1972 crash in the Andes. That was only on Netflix. 
you know, and Amazon Prime probably falls in there somewhere too. It just seems like Netflix is so big. They just are adding so much content all the time. Right. And do, what was the other thing? Did, didn't they just finally get rid of entirely the DVD mail delivery service like last year? I think that's right. Yeah, I think we talked about it when that happened. Yeah, so um, they've gotten rid of everything except for streaming. And, you know, in terms of Netflix originals, they, there was a lot of, I mean, they hung that name that, you know, this is a Netflix original series on a lot of stuff that wasn't. It was just stuff that they bought from overseas. But plenty of things that they did produce on their own were extremely successful. I mean, Stranger Things is probably first and foremost mm -hmm. among them. But there were so many movies and special events and things like that that Netflix was able to hang their hat on. But I ha I've seen a, a, a downturn in that. I've seen that start to wane off a little bit, at least in terms of the stuff that everybody's talking about, the water cooler stuff, mm -hmm. that they haven't had one of those, at least a new one, in a little while now. Um, unless I'm missing something in text line, let us know what you're watching. Or if you want to call in and say what it is that's driving you to go ahead and re-up that subscription if you were one of the ones who was kicked off. What is it that you watch on Netflix that makes you unable to do without it? We'll go to your calls here in a second. Um, real quick, the other thing that I seem to know about Netflix is that it is not a service that that you can get for free through something else, it seems like. Like, I don't pay for Hulu. It comes, I'm a Verizon customer and- You just get it, yeah. It comes with Verizon. And I think that's true of, of like Disney Plus and some of those also. I can't think of a, if it exists, somebody tell me. But I think Netflix is something you have to pay for. I don't think it's included as a perk anywhere. In fact, I'm trying to think, yeah. um, I'll look up, I have a credit card that gives me $20 a month in digital entertainment credit. And I don't think Netflix is one of the options. Oh, really? That okay, either. yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so Netflix wants their money free and clear, which again, who can blame them with 260 million subscribers? Right. <laughs> Getting all that money is gonna be good for them. Um, yeah, Colin just put up on our thread that a lot of the, the Netflix originals that they've put out recently were in his mind, duds so yeah like Go i said on. it's it's been a while since they've had a blockbuster we'll see if he wants to elucidate a little bit on that in just a little bit but yeah if, if you've got some experience with this by all means 913-586-7798 and we can go right to clara who's calling in from lenexa hi clara morning or afternoon how are you oh i'm sorry it's sierra i i, I read that wrong on my screen hello sierra how are you doing Great. well so what was your experience with netflix well so actually um i had been sharing a netflix account with my parents and then with my older sister and when they first rumored to be <clears throat> removing people off of it the only reason i i mean i pouted when i did it but the only reason i ended up putting <laughs> my own account on was because Coincidentally, that was the exact same time the quarterback show on Netflix with Patrick Mahomes was rumored uh, to be releasing. So obviously being in Kansas City, I wanted to watch it. I knew there was no other way to watch it. And so I bit the bullet and I just did the cheapest option. There was no way I was going to pay. I think it's like $19.99 now a month, which is crazy for no ads. For the no ads, um, right. Yeah. So I just did like the $5.99 a month. Honestly, I haven't been back on Netflix since I binge watched the show two or three times, so I should probably cancel it. Uh, but yeah, that was literally my only reason for starting my own account. So <laughs> so do you know of anything that Netflix has on the horizon that might bring you back? 
no, honestly, I yeah. am more of a Hulu girl. Um, mm-hmm. And I heard you guys briefly mention like the bundle. The only bundle that I know of, which you're right, Netflix is not included in it. You can get ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney Plus in a three bundle. I think it goes as cheap as like twelve ninety nine. Our family does that, but yeah, Netflix just isn't isn't the move anymore. I feel I feel yeah, like interesting. other things are kind of taking it over, and it's just old stuff on there, in my opinion. So I can watch that elsewhere for cheaper. Right, yeah, that that bundle that you mentioned with uh, ESPN Plus and Disney Plus, we get that through T-Mobile. The same way Jamie gets hers through through her cell service, we get ours free through T-Mobile. So, yeah, Yeah. you just got to look around, but you can find those deals if you want to. Netflix seems to be out of them, though. Yes, yes. I feel like they – it's shocking to hear so many people actually did subscribe, but you're right. There's probably far more people that just chose – to not do it at all so you got it sierra <laughs> thanks it is what it is yeah and, yeah right. and I, sorry i blew your name <laughs> <laughs> that's okay thanks a lot for the call uh, a couple of you are saying on the text line netflix is included with t-mobile there's a version of t-mobile that gives you netflix i'm, really? I'm a Verizon customer so i must not have that one somebody somebody who has t-mobile correct me please because yeah. i that's the only one that's coming in I, yeah, I do, but it must be on a different package than the one that I have. If, if I find out I can get Netflix for free, I'm going to be calling T-Mobile later today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's keep going here. Brenda's next up out of Lenexa. Hey, Brenda. Hi, how are you guys? Doing great. Good. Yeah, my I was using my daughter's Netflix account, and when they went through this whole rigmarole of changing, uh, sharing passwords, she, she wasn't using her Netflix, so she was canceling so i re i signed up for the first time and i pay i was thinking about as far as the events and original netflix is that i think a lot of that had to do has to do with the strikeout in hollywood and so you're not seeing a lot of the shows are delayed yeah um, that's and true. I'm, I'm waiting for a number of the series that i do watch to come back on i i think bridgerton's netflix i get confused which of my shows or on what streaming services. So, <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> um, I just have them all saved in my favorites, and I just click on them. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll get, yeah, glad to hear it. Thank you, Brenda. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I just uh, the the blockbuster. Like I said, it's it's been a little while for them. Unless there's one that I'm forgetting, I'll look over the text line here in just a minute. Uh, meantime, we can go to Ashley in Parkville. Hey, Ashley. Hey, hey guys. Uh, John, if you have T-Mobile, you should get Netflix. Okay. Um, but the what, the where where Netflix is still going to beat everybody else, or has been, in my opinion, is their documentaries. They do, do true crime so well that it's hard to compete with that. Um, they have one on there that you would love, John. It's called Mustard Do- Mustard Dogs, and it's all about Australian herding dogs. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's where Netflix is killing it, in my opinion. Um, you can't beat them for the documentaries. In fact, I just started one called uh, Down for Love, which is about kids who are singles who are looking for love and have Down syndrome. Oh, I wow. saw that. That came it's, up for me. It's yeah. so intriguing and just fun and happy, feel-good stuff, and that's what I love about Netflix. And I get it for free through T-Mobile. So that's where we get our um, Netflix, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, and our Hulu. Yep. All right. Very so, good. <laughs> look at your cell plans. <laughs> look at <laughs> your cell plans. Right. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Uh, yeah, look at your cell phone plans for sure. The one thing that I'll give T-Mobile credit for is when we did find out that, that 
we re-upped our plan and you know did some different things with it and they that's when we found out we could get paramount plus and disney plus and all the rest of it for free that that transition because we were paying for all of them up until then Mm -hmm. but that transition to turning it into something that was part of the t-mobile plan was extremely easy i i was ready for sitting in front of the tv all day going come on come on but but it wasn't it wasn't that at all they just said here put this code in and you're done and i did it and said okay you're done you're all set so let us know when they cracked down on the password sharing what did you do did you go ahead and start paying for an account or did you say nope not worth it 913-586-6798 we'll get to more of your messages next here on kmbz all right if you are looking for a part-time job some free time on your hands uh chipotle is hiring 19,000 employees to get ready for something I did not know was a thing. Yeah, they're calling it burrito season. And and I'm with you. I mean, I'm sorry. I've seen some things that were press releases reported as news before, but you <laughs> want to talk about an absolute invention that just came out of Chipotle. They're saying it goes from March through May. They say that, you know, this is something that they're putting out there as though we should all know this. You know, oh, come on. You know, for years we've been talking about burrito season. No, you haven't. Stop it. But they said that in preparation for this, that they're hiring 19,000 new employees, or that's their goal anyway, is to hire 19,000 new employees. And whether burrito season is a real thing or not, there are some things in this that bear some talking about such as what it is that they're doing to try to lure people in because who they're really targeting with this they want gen z they now obviously age has got a lot to do with that the idea Mm -hmm. that they're going to be hiring 17 to 25 year olds is is not really out of bounds but boy you want to talk about something that never would have occurred to us as a benefit before about the last five years one of the things that they're going to do if you're one of these 19,000 people that they're looking at hiring is they're going to uh, allow you access as a benefit to enhanced banking services that aim specifically to try to get your student loan debt paid down. Yeah, while also saving for retirement, which is not something that that age group tends to think about a whole lot and should. Um, Yeah, Gen Z workers, they said, make up about three-fourths of who they have working for them. I also just want to point out, 19,000 workers especially given the number of layoff stories that we have in our stack today. Yep. That's incredible. I mean, regardless of who it is, that's fantastic. Um, But yeah, it really does go after the fact that we've, the student loan debt is a big deal. And if, if Chipotle seems like kind of a cool place to work, it seems like there could be worse restaurants to, to work in if you wanted to, but we're still in a worker shortage for a lot of these businesses. And if that's one of the things that helps, then now you would think they would just want higher pay instead. (laughs) Most people just want to make more money and then they can do with it what what they want. But if they're going to help them pay off student loan debt, fantastic. Right. Yeah. And and it's (laughs) that is funny because they're not saying we're doing this with money. They're not holding a salary out there and saying, okay, we're going to pay $20, $30 an hour or whatever. No, it's just whatever your salary normally would be as a Chipotle employee, at least as far as we know. But we'll give you these benefits of trying to pay down your student loan debt. Uh, And like you said, saving for retirement as well. Of course, most of saving for retirement is going to depend if you're Gen Z on getting rid of your student loan debt first. You know, you can't save money you don't have for retirement. And it's often based on what you're making. <laughs> that that helps too. And so if you're not making as much, 
then uh, then it's going to be harder to save for retirement. But good for them, regardless of what they want to call it for marketing reasons. If you want a part-time job and you have student loan debt, yeah, I, I can't be upset about Chipotle hiring a bunch of new workers. Good yeah, on them. I, I don't even know how many restaurants they have. Like how many that would be per restaurant. Um Maybe we, we can probably look that up and see how many how many Chipotle's there are out there across the country, and that'll give us some idea of, of how many they're going to add into each one. But they're in a, a kind of a tough spot because you mentioned the fast food workers and the fact that that's a business that's is still desperately in need of employees, where a lot of the other fast food restaurants have decided to change their model into kiosk only and mm-hmm. drive through only because it takes fewer employees to be able to do that. Chipotle doesn't have that option. They have to have the dining room out there. And their whole deal is you get to come in and watch them put your food together. Right. So, and it's fresh. And it's, yes. all, uh, you know, they make a big deal out of the fact that everything is made on site there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's important, I guess. Right. So, yeah, like you said, good on them. And anybody who's hiring 19,000 people right now, there's going to be a lot of people out there looking for those jobs. We don't have time to get into this now. We have so many layoff stories at some point to get to. Um, at some point today, we'll talk about what happened at a good sense locally. But there was um, eBay just announced how many employees they're going to be cutting, and that's a lot. The LA Times is cutting 20% of their news staff, which is, I mean, we talked about Sports Illustrated last week, but that's monumental yeah. for the LA Times. So Not a good week for journalism. And, and wasn't the number... Uh, for eBay, something like 9,000 employees. I think that's right. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how many employees eBay has, but that seems like a lot for eBay. So, uh, yeah, well, so we'll, we'll try to get to all that coming up here. All right. We'll switch gears back to talking about the latest with the stadiums. Again, three, eight cent sales tax extension is going on the ballot. April 2nd. We have the language now, uh, that we can talk about special guest coming up to go further into it with us next here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, as we've been talking about quite a bit here, April 2nd is the date that Jackson County voters will get the say on the future of the stadiums, at least as it comes to the three eight cent sales tax extension. Uh, we got some of that ballot language uh, here in the last couple of days, and it's been an interesting several days for the future of that tax. Uh, we definitely wanted to get some of the legislators on the air with us. In fact, uh, somebody texted and said, can't wait to hear Jeannie Lauer because she is my legislator and she joins us uh, on the air with us now. Good to have you with us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. 
it's a great pleasure to have you around it because especially because of a, a little bit of the some of the things that you've done before you became a Jackson County legislator. You are the numbers cruncher in all of this. Tell us what you've heard and why it is that you're not satisfied yet that there's enough information out there in front of the legislature or in front of the public for you to support this measure. Well, one of the big things is that there's not been a plan presented, uh, including the location. And in order for the voters to go to the ballot and to support a $0.38 cent sales tax, they should have a very clear vision and understanding of what it is they're voting for and how those monies are going to be used. I, the simple question I have is, why are we still at a point of not knowing where the stadiums are going to go. And I, I say that plural now because we were just talking about one and now it seems like we're talking about two. Why don't we have that answer yet? Well, that's the Royals' uh, decision to make. And I know that they have set dates uh, even into last year as to when we could expect a decision made. And those were continued to be postponed. And uh, so now we understand that they're uh, including another option that of the Kansas City Star location. And it's very um, uh, in, it's very difficult to put together a, a whole package to send, like I said, to the voters when you don't know what location that's going to be and how that's going to impact the entire infrastructure of the county. We spoke with Megan Marshall just a little while ago on the program a couple of hours back, and she mentioned some of those same things, especially about the location. That you know, It's hard to believe when we were told we would have an answer in early September of last year that here we are now being told February 29th. But I'll ask you the same question I ask her. If February 29th happens and you get that plan and you have all the information in front of you, you know exactly what they're committing to, what the numbers are, could that change your level of support for the measure? Well, first of all, absentee voting starts February 16th. So we have a situation where voters could be going to the, the polls now early to vote and, again, not have that information. But the ballot language is very vague that's being listed on the ballot. And so with that, not having that information listed on the ballot language, again, it's going to be somewhat difficult for the voters to know. You led me straight to where we wanted to go next, which was to talk about the ballot language itself. A couple things uh, are apparent in that language in terms of the timing of the sales tax extension, replacing the one that is currently in place instead of piggybacking off of it, and the money for Parks and Rec. Why was the ballot language written the way that it is? The intent of the language is that the $0.38 cent sales tax which continues on until 2031, would end, and then the next one would start. However, there's some confusion as to whether this one would actually overlap at all or if this one would run uh, congruent to that. So there's, uh, again, confusion in the ballot language as to how that would, would uh, play out. 
So as you're looking at this from a pure numbers standpoint, tell us a little bit about what kind of money comes into the county and into the city from the teams and how much that's expected to grow over the next 20 or 30 years if this ballot measure passes uh, versus how much money this could cost the taxpayers. Is this, in your mind, just a bad deal? Well, the the county has never received any revenue from the teams or from uh, any of the uh, concessions or tickets or anything that comes from the sports activities from Kaufman or Arrowhead. So the counties is the vehicle for the $0.38 cent sales tax for the taxpayers to help fund the stadiums. The, the county does not receive any revenue at all. Um, again, this is another one of these questions that we're kind of asking everybody that we talk to. What do you want to happen to the stadiums? Do you want the Royals to stay where they are? Do you want them to go somewhere else? Where? How do you want this to play out? Well, we certainly want them to stay in Jackson County. And if there are going to be measures where they, they move to Kansas City, then we would like to see some uh, revenue passed back to the county for the amount that we are paying for the stadiums to be in Kansas City. So there should be some level of revenue that would be passed back so that we could receive some benefit. Has that been discussed with the city at all? And and do the teams have any say in that? Or is that something that simply has to be negotiated between the city and the county? That has to be negotiated. And and have, have, have there been talks about that at all? I'm not aware of any. And, and keep in mind that the ballot language was also um, drafted before any of the concessions were made. So there was not a lot to put in in the ballot language. And of course, right now, not a lot of the concessions have been made still. And so there's not a lot of, of blanks to be filled in. Are you between now and when this goes to voters then, are you going to be pushing for people to vote this down? Well, this is an education process. And I have asked the teams what their process is going to be, what their approach is going to be. And they have told me that they are going to be putting together a very uh, significant marketing approach and a very significant education approach to the voters so that they will have a clear understanding of what's going on. So in that vein, then, it's up to the voters to have the education to decide on their own what they're going to be doing. Well, that, that's an interesting thing to hear, that the teams are going to be doing that kind of an education campaign, because where, where the numbers are concerned with the ballot language itself, is that something they have any control over? It seems like if anybody should be doing an education campaign for the voters, it's the legislators. Well, if that were the case, then we would be looking at the last tax that was passed, not passed, that being the use tax, and that was overwhelmingly um, in eastern Jackson County voted down. And this, the district that I serve has been very vocal, both in phone and email, that they do not want another tax listed on the ballot. Because as soon as the use tax was voted down, they came back and said, do not put the stadium tax back on the ballot. Um, that and they're in the midst of paying their their property taxes. So it's a very sensitive point right now. 
I want to read you a question that we just got on the text line, and it, it goes to the idea of what happens if the, the ballot goes one way or another. Somebody asked, if either team ends up going over the state line to Kansas, can we not then repeal the tax? In other words, if it, if it passes in April, can we not repeal it? If it, it? Question says, if it has to go to a vote to be added, can it not be removed the same way? The, the monies can only be used in Jackson County. It cannot go across the state line at all. But can we so not repeal it? Across, I'm sorry. If they're going to go across the state line, they'll have to look at other revenue sources. But I think their point and is, if it passes in April, if, if people pass it on April 2nd, and it ends up that for, for whatever reason, the teams go across the state line mm -hmm. anyway, well, now we've approved the tax that we don't need. Can we repeal the tax? You would need to take it back to the voters to repeal the tax, which cost, again, about a million dollars to take it to vote. Okay, so, I mean, as we're looking at it right now, what is it that, that would move the needle for you? What can the teams do, if anything, to change your mind and turn you into a supporter of this? Well, certainly I, I do believe that if they had a, a thorough plan, uh, including the location, if they also included the um, insurance and indemnification, uh, there's question about the parks tax reimbursement, the rental fee, um, the stadium demolition, the community benefits agreement, and uh, what the chiefs are going to be doing with their improvement plans. Again, uh, there are a lot of things that are in the uh, lease, uh, the um, uh, overrun cost as well, that are in the letter of intent, but they are not commitments. And so until we have a lease agreement where those things are all listed and committed to, at that point, if those were all uh, in a fashion that were acceptable, then I would be good to go. If, if you could briefly explain the difference, because I don't know, and I'm sure there are people listening who don't know the difference between a signed letter of intent and a commitment. A letter of intent is just that. It's, it's a letter that says, we promise that we'll do this, but it is not legally binding. So it could go by the wayside at any point in time. A lease agreement is a legally binding document. So the letter of intent means nothing. Pretty much. All right. So I got to ask you, um, you know, you're the finance expert and I'm in no way an expert in this kind of thing, but I am somebody who's voting on the tax in, in April. And I sit here listening to you list off all of these things that need to be done for you to feel good about this being on the ballot and for you to feel good about it passing. And I think absentee voting starts in a few weeks. How is all this going to, this feels like a lot to accomplish and communicate to voters by April 2nd. It is. It is a lot to communicate, and there's a lot of work to be done um, because of the negotiations that still need to continue with the teams. I think it could be done uh, if there was the intent and the interest on, on everybody's part uh, to get that put together and the opportunity for the teams to educate the, the taxpayers about what the overall plans are. Uh, I think it is truly critical for the taxpayers to know exactly what it is they're going to be voting for.
The teams have made clear, just as one final on this, the, the teams have made clear that if that ballot measure fails, if the three eight cents sales tax does not pass, if that extension for 40 years doesn't pass, that they're going to start looking at other options, including leaving the area. Are you ready for that? Well, I would certainly hope that they would not, and there could be a number of reasons why the, the tax might not pass, uh, including if they were not educated well. So it could be a responsibility of the teams or a whole litany of reasons why it might not pass. Uh, I would certainly hope that we would go back to the table and look at other things that might be negotiated to determine if there are other ways in which we might be able to keep them in Jackson County. It's a, it's a fascinating process, and like you said, this is a very, very big time crunch. We'll be watching it very closely. And Jeannie Lauer of the Jackson County Legislature, thank you so much for making some time for us today. We really appreciate it. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks a lot for the time. And, and again, I can't say this enough. You, this is now the fourth legislator that we've had come on the air with us to explain the background, and we learn something new every time, and we definitely appreciate it. Text line's getting pretty opinionated. Give us a call, 913-586-7798. We've now spent quite a bit of time on this today. What do you think about what you're hearing? We'll get to your comments next here on KMBZ. Okay, let's talk for a second about what we've heard from a couple of different legislators today. I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. And usually when we have these conversations, um, those of you that are texting in are kind of split on, on either side. You, you kind of go down the middle, they're texting on either side. You are clearly frustrated also. And for sure what it is showing us is a lack of information specifically and in general about how all this is gonna work. And a lack of information transfer not yeah. only between them and us, but between them and each other, between the two sides in this negotiation that, I mean, the, the idea, as she pointed out, I'm glad she that, that she underscored this, that uh, absentee voting starts on the 16th. February 16th. So people are, are going to be expected to, to vote absentee who have no idea where the stadium is going to go. What a cluster. I can't even keep up with... Um, the questions that are coming in. And and what is infuriating about this is that I don't even know how to answer some of these. I compare this to when we were going through the process of whether we were gonna build a new single terminal for KCI. What I appreciated about that process is that it was very easy for us to sit here and become experts and be able to answer questions for people and help communicate what was going on because it was clear as day. I mean, it was a lot of information, but it was clear as day. And there were websites that had it and there were maps and there, all those details were everywhere. And this is so confusing. I just don't even, I, again, I say, how is it by April 2nd or February 16th, all of the, unless there's a magic machine somewhere cranking all this out somewhere right now. Yeah, and as much as I know what I want to have happen, I have no say in the matter, and I pity the people who are going to have to judge this on its merits and make a decision at the latest by early April to try to figure out whether you support this or not and whether it's going to be worthy of your vote. I really do. I mean, you have my sympathy. And I, um, I mean, you're looking at the text too. The questions are coming in about, who owns the land and well we don't know that yet because we don't know where it's going and a couple of you have asked why it costs one and a half million dollars to do a like it's funny what what people are picking up on now why it costs what i think it's one and a half million dollars to put yeah. a question on the ballot 
it it costs money, ballots and paperwork and staff and bureaucracy is not cheap. When in the April ballot is a special election, right? I mean, that's yeah. only that, that's the only thing that's going to be out there that day. This it's not a primary. It's not piggybacking on another another election. This is only going to be the question. And the reason that's expensive is you got to pay poll workers. You have to buy the ballots. You have to rent them. You're not, you don't have to rent the machines, but you have to put the machines into, uh, you know, into effect. And then there's the people that you have to pay to tabulate the votes and all of that. It's an expensive process. Yeah. I, um, it's too late now. April 2nd is, I was trying to sit and count the days, but I lost track here for a second. It would be, is it nine weeks from yesterday? April 2nd would be somewhere uh, you figure, in there. You got February and March in between. So that's, yeah, it, it would be right around there. Nine weeks, 10 weeks, somewhere okay. in there. So 70 days-ish until the vote um, happens. Good luck to them. Um, I'm getting frustrated at the lack of direct answers to questions. I know you are too. I, yeah. I get that it's politics. Um, you're allowed to change your mind. and you're And you're allowed to... I say this to, you know, to, you're allowed to take a position that says, I want the stadium to stay where it is. I don't sure. want it. That's okay. You're not the only one that thinks that. Take that position. That's cool. Instead of waiting to see how it plays out. Right. But we've been told twice now in answer to the question, are you ready for the teams to make good on their threat and leave if this ballot measure fails? And twice we've been told, well, we kind of hope they don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you don't. That doesn't show a lot of planning for that eventuality. So it's time to get cracking. I mean, and, and that's the thing is that I think we expect the legislators to have a plan in any eventuality. So mm -hmm. that when you say, what are you going to do if, that they would have an answer prepared for that. And we don't seem to have that yet. But again, I'm going to give them a little bit of wiggle room on that because they don't have enough information to be able to make a plan. Right. Right. We will keep at it. We'll see what uh, what the next development is. Hopefully things are going to be coming fast because April 2nd is getting here pretty pretty quickly. All right. Let's um well we have a couple of minutes here. We have so many other stories today still to get to. Um you have physics questions about how fast a Camaro can go. Yeah, there there was a bust that took place on Florida's Turnpike. Now Florida's Turnpike goes from the central part of the state down toward Miami. So it kind of mirrors I-95, but it's a little further inland than that. Um, and it's a toll road, so it's not usually all that well-traveled. But there were a couple of guys in a Camaro who were going so fast that they ended up in jail. According to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, and this is just south of Orlando, so that's where you pick up Florida's Turnpike and take it south through, and I swear I'm not making this up, Yeehaw Junction, and, and then hit point south. But according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, they clocked a couple of guys in a Chevy Camaro going 199 miles an hour. And I saw that, and my immediate reaction was, no flipping way. Why not? Why do you Couple think it reasons. can't go that fast? Well, the, the, the biggest reason is that, you know, we, I, I think we have the, uh, the thought in mind that if you want to go faster, all you have to do is add power, add more mm -hmm. horsepower, add more torque, you'll go faster. And that's not really the case. Uh, there was an article years ago in Motor Trend where they tried to, they, they had a, a 426 Hemi uh, Plymouth Superbird, and they tried to get it to 200, and they couldn't do it because they, they couldn't push it through the wind that fast. The Camaro's hull speed, if you will, is got to be lower than 200 miles an hour. And for these guys to get to 199, I'm doubting it. 
All right, we'll take a break. Coming up, uh, the reason that an actress is giving for her divorce. See what you think about this coming up here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.